Welcome to Puck Talk CS. Following Game 1's victory, the New York Rangers win in New Jersey at the Prudential Center 5-1 last night. We'll be talking about that, recapping it, going over things, our thoughts. We kind of pegged everything we talked about with Zaretsky, so we'll see about previewing Game 2, which will be happening tomorrow night. Same time, same place. Steve, how are you feeling? I'm doing great, Chives. Rangers taking Game 1. How about that? I'm doing great. I want to jump right in here. Let's talk some puck. And listen, in the playoffs, the morning after win feels great. I'll say that. So we got a lot to talk about here. Let's do it. So we mentioned a lot of points in the previewing game one with Jake. And a lot of the key points that we mentioned happened. And I think we almost hit everything, Chives. Starting off with a fast start. Rangers jump in and they get off to that fast start. Tarasenko leading off with the first goal of the game. Two goals off Vanacek in the first period. To me, Chives, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, I think my I think my uh brain took over a little bit. I'm an overthinker. I'm that type of I'm I'm that type of person. And I thought coming into the series, I was like, you know, my call X factors were I think coming from a negative place. Like I'm really hoping Tarasenko and Kane show up. And uh we'll talk about Kane in a little bit, but Tarasenko scoring, like he drove the play, fought off two defenders, puck comes out, Panarin to Miller, kind of like set up but settle a broken play find him and he pots that on Vanacek that goal sort of like yes Tarasenko great shot he is one of the best shots in the league he's doing everything by the way I love him but I also think that that also kind of exposed Vanacek because we saw Shesterkin shut down opportunities like we'll talk about obviously as well like the Devils were coming at him Hughes had a few good chances he shared a few good chances Vanacek just doesn't stop the first one. And I think Tarasenko will continue to be an X-Factor. I think he is that guy. For sure. We also talked about, Steve-O, with, with Jake, uh, some points you had made about the next goal scorer, Chris Kreider, and Mika Zibanejad, and how important they are. So it was nice to see those guys break through as well. I think, um, listen, everybody contributed, and I think that that's part of the reason why this victory feels so good. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about Chris Kreider now. I know that for sure. I mentioned him as one of my key points. How about the game he had last night? I mean, I say this all the time, and it's really true. In the NHL, Chris Kreider is simply one of the best in in front of the net presence you could find in the game. I mean, he is just so filthy. And you got to give credit. Got to give credit to other few players. Adam Fox, a lot of other players. We're just dishing it out in front of the net. You know, how about let's talk about the uh, Adam Fox's game for assists. I mean, outstanding overall. And the defense. I know that you really talked about that uh, in, the, in the last week's episode or last last episode. And the defense was a big question mark coming into this. And they did not disappoint. I know that it's only game one, but there's a lot, a lot here to unpack. Especially, I'm going to bring up uh, Ryan Lindgren. And Mikola, Mikola, in my opinion, had a great game. I mean, you could tell. I remember when he first got acquired and first 10-ish so games as a Ranger, he he's a big dude. And he did not play at all like a big dude. And I'm going to defend him and say that, you know, with lingering out, he was stepping up. He was playing big minutes on a new team and a system that he wasn't really accustomed to. So we could just blame it on that. But back 
uh, into his normal pairings in the playoffs, you know, playing a New Jersey team, which is a fast team. He was able to catch up. He was playing physical, and he was getting a little chippy in there, too, and I like that. And, of course, Ryan Lindgren chives. Great game. Defense gets an A-plus for me. Yeah, I think what also is nice is what you mentioned. Um, Fox and Lingren contributing on the offensive side of the puck. Miller had the first primary assist of the game. on the t- He set up the Tarasenko goal, drifted in the slot, settled the puck, gets it to Tarasenko. All of those plays are great. But it's also how the team defense bought in in their own zone. They had to kill penalties. Like, they took penalties. They had to kill them. Started with forwards like Goodrow, Kako. Zibanejad and Kreider played so well on the kill. Then on top of it, you go and you look and you say, you got Adam Fox and Ryan Lindgren. Ryan Lindgren, you could count literally on one hand how many goals he's had in the last two seasons and postseasons, comes through with that goal. Not only that, playing so well and playing his physical brand, like did not miss a step, did not miss a beat. Adam Fox, four assists and four blocked shots. So if you want to say he's doing it on one end, he's doing it on both ends. Two-way defense been right there. One of the best in the game, no doubt, bar none, no doubt. Now, something that overall, a lot of players played well. It is simply game one. And Steve-O, some of you and I talked about the phone before. Chris Crowder comes in the locker room and says, listen, hardest game to play is after a postseason victory in game one. And I love that mentality. I think that's why the team's succeeding. So, kind of in review of game one, I think their mentality was there. Like, I was shocked at how well Gallant game planned, how well the team executed that. Because I was really not expecting a Panarin to play well. Or, you know, I was expecting a piece to be missing. We always talk about that with the Yankee postseasons. Like, oh, as soon as Bader's going off, Stan isn't. And it didn't feel like that last night. Yeah. Steve-O, what's your take on a, a one player that may need to step up? That may need to step up. I'm going to say Patrick Kane. Patrick mm. Kane was kind of the only player last night for me that, again, he didn't play bad. Um, Him and Zibanejad were the two players. You didn't really hear a lot last night, but I thought Zibanejad overall played well. He made it enough to make an impact where you won't see it on the score sheet, but defensively he made a couple of nice pokes, uh, of course, on the penalty kill as well. Patrick Kane didn't do a whole lot out there. I know that he, he took a lot of... It just—I don't want to say it's because of his age, but he just looks a little slow out there at some point. Of course, he's—of course, you're going against the New Jersey Devils. They're so fast, but I mean, he's just—and some of the shots he's getting a little uncompetitive. But again, I, when you come out and your whole team's performing, we're not throwing it on Kane. You, you know, you're only mm-hmm. going to throw it on Kane when you get shut out or you can't get anything yeah. going offensively. So I like that point that we were talking about before with Chris Kreider. The hardest game to win, and I think I agree, is that after you win a game one in the series in the National Hockey League, game two is a really hard game to win. And you know the Devils are going to come out. They were on this, their heels this entire game. You could tell they were frustrated. And they didn't, I would want to say, midway through the second, the Devils transitioned into a game that they did not want to play. And that played in the hands of the Rangers. And the Rangers wanted to play that game, and the Devils didn't. And you could tell they were frustrated. You know, the Devils were unable to capitalize on any chances. I mean, they went 0-4 in the power play. Vanacek allowed four goals on just about 20 shots. He wasn't sharp at all. And the Devils' defense wasn't re- had a tough time uh, containing. You got to give credit to Igor Shosturkin. 
I mean, he almost got his first shutout of the playoffs if it wasn't for that penalty shot. But, I mean, he played awesome. I mean, and I said this on the preview. When you're comparing Shosturkin and Vanacek, I mean, it's not even close. I mean, Shosturkin's on a whole nother level. It just shows you how good the Devils' defense has been all year. You know, I never thought Vanacek was that great of a goalie anyway. But, I mean, he he struggled. And, of course, when his defense doesn't help him out, that's what happens. And I want to say that, you know, aside from our defense, I mean, we played great in the defensive zone, Chives. The amount of blocked shots. I mean, you got to throw Barclay Goodrow's name in there. I'll throw oh, yeah. Tyler Mott in there, Jacob Truba, Ryan Lindgren. I mean, we had 20-plus blocked shots. I mean, the Devils couldn't get anything through. And you could tell they were getting frustrated, and they were and they were giving up – they were committing penalties themselves to show their frustration, you know. And it was – for me, it was just one block shot after another, and then go for the five block, block shots, the ten block shots. I mean, they had a really hard time. And then the shots that they were getting through, I mean, Igor Shosturkin was blocking them himself. So – I thought it was great. The defense held through. And Barkley uh, Goodrow, Chives, you got to give him credit. I mean, I thought he was one of the best players on the ice last night. Yeah, and I think you you summed up almost everything I would want to say perfectly. Um, I also think something that I'd like to add to that quickly is I I think the Rangers found themselves with a little more space because of how they played. We saw a few weeks back, they didn't have that space. And the only goal came off of kind of a broken play. Zabanja had found Kreider for an odd tip. And they didn't possess after that. They didn't didn't feel like they were really in it. They, like Kreider's first goal on the power play, I looked back at the clip. No one's covering Patrick Kane. Okay, you figure you shift when you see him get the pass, right? Or the pass is coming across, you try and break up the pass to him. Nobody was on Chris Kreider either. And that's something we haven't seen all year. I will say, though, the Devils played well. I think we talked about Gabe Anacek allows four goals on a mediocre volume of shots, you could say. Like, it wasn't like 47 shots on net, um, that type of performance. But I thought the Devils still played well. Like, I think Jack Hughes, his year, they showed up. And I think the Rangers really just bested them. And I know there's not a lot of numerical values. Like, we could throw numbers. We could talk until the pain comes off the wall. I'm not here to convince anybody. I just thought, watching that full 60 last night, I thought the Rangers just played better. They strategized better. Because Chris Kreider, they played the Devils three times this year. He was never that open. He was never that open. And he scores twice on his classic redirects that we would see all last season in the postseason last year. I think that's a good sign for the Rangers. Now, Steve-O, we're heading into game two. The kid line had an impact. Do you think they need to show up, start showing up in game two on the score sheet? Uh, yeah, I, I do think so. Because when you take a look at this, Chives, uh, the Devils are a good team. You know, this is not – they got embarrassed quite frankly, you know, and that was a sucky feeling for them. They're frustrated. They want to get back out there. And again, 
they're still one of the fastest teams in this league. So just like that, they just as easy the Rangers broke a two nothing lead, Devils could break out and get a two nothing lead themselves. So I think it's important for the Rangers to come out and again, fast start is going to be key, Chai's, because if the Devils come out and the Rangers come up two nothing again. The, de- the pressure is really going to be on the Devils because it's going to be hard to go down 2-0 in the series. And that's um, that's going to eliminate home ice for them. So, they- well, yeah, the, the, the Rangers already split the road, which is something we didn't even touch upon. Like, they already took a game on the road. That's huge because the Rangers don't play well in the Prudential Center. Like, historically, don't play well there. So, as you mentioned, like, they go up 2 nothing. You really have command of the series. Like it's it's your series to lose. Yes, I agree with that. But I think the Devils might be a little bit different, only in the sense because we've seen it before this season. They could come to MSG and easily win a game. So mm-hmm. for them, it's a little bit different than saying, let's say Tampa. Um. So I think again, fast start is going to be key. Shosturkin is playing is is on his best game right now. So we got to channel that and use that to our advantage. And I think we have to be a little bit more disciplined. You know, we, it's only going to be a matter of time before the Devils get it, capitalize on the power play. So New Jersey, you took a look at it. They went 0 for 4 on the power play. You know, that's going to be something to watch moving forward. You know, a team shouldn't rely on power play scoring. And for an inexperienced team in the playoffs, like the Devils, they have some experienced players, but again, there's a lot of new up experienced players on that team you know capitalizing on a power play could give the players confidence they need don't underestimate that that um penalty shot from jack hughes to get him on the scoreboard that's pretty big to watch um but in terms of moving into game two the power play is very key chives don't underestimate the devils on a power play it could shake a player's confidence a, a lot so i think we need to be a little bit more disciplined i, I think you know, our penalty kill was fantastic. You know, we were getting, we were getting so many blocked shots. I mean, the Devils two power plays in, they only had what one shot on a, on a two in two power plays. So I thought that was great, but again, I still don't want to give them that opportunity because they're as dangerous as they are. They're gonna want to come out, uh, and they really need to win this game because they don't want to go down 2-0. So I like what Chris uh, Chris Carter said. You know, they gotta focus up here because. It's a big gonna be a big game tomorrow night, and those are those will be my keys for the game, Chives. What do you have for us? I think all in the same atmosphere of conversation. One, I bring up this guy, and he's a devil, Andre Pilat. He was non-existent the first two games the Rangers played them in the conference final. You hardly heard his name. He scores two game winners later in the series and they they win the series on those games. Like they took a game in MSG and they came back down in Tampa when the Rangers had a two nothing lead. He's on the roster for the Devils. Like got to think about that. Uh, let that sink in. And, you know, I wouldn't say to instill fear in a listener or, or a fan or an observer, but, you know, these guys are going to come through at some point, right? Jasper Bratt hardly heard his name last night. So those are names that could come up. Uh, Dougie Hamilton didn't hear his name. I also think this game is different, though, than what we've seen with the conference final game one last year. I thought Tampa, they had so much trust from that Panthers uh, sweep, and the Rangers came in hot off of game seven. It was a great victory. But you saw once Tampa started to heat up, 
I wouldn't say the Rangers were unmatched. It just became a lot closer of a series. I don't think that's the case here. New Jersey came in playing hard. Rangers came in kind of sleepwalking into the postseason. So I didn't really expect them to play like this. And at the end of the day, you look at game two, I don't think the Rangers just dominated solely because there was some sort of factor like, oh, the Devils traveled a lot or, oh, they came off of a game seven or, oh, they haven't played in a week like Tampa last year. I don't want to hear an excuse from New Jersey's side. They got outplayed and outclassed. And I think that's why game two, two things give me confidence. One, Crowder's quote, that's, that speaks like that should be echoing through the streets of New York. Mm-hmm. He knows, they know what's coming. The locker room knows what's coming. They're not sitting saying, oh, we took game one. We got them. And the other thing, New Jersey played pretty well. So I think they're looking and saying, oh shit, man. Like we really, we really played okay. And we got smoked. We got to play better now. So I think you're going to deal with the surge. It always happens. You're playing in their building again. But the Rangers found a way to kind of quiet that crowd in game one. Imagine losing game one, and now you got to play in front of a galvanized Prudential Center crowd. That's walking into hell. So I think there's so many takeaways from game one that are valuable. And even though it's, you know, quote-unquote just game one, listen, if it's game six, game five, and you're looking back, same thing happened with Pittsburgh last year, or so this happened with Pittsburgh last year. You lost that triple OT game, Steve, and you said, uh-oh, it's going to catch up to us at some point. And then they went down three to one. Now you're crawling back. You took game one. And the way they're resetting their mentality, they're ready to take game two. So a lot of things to be confident about. That's my wrap on game two uh, preview there. Last, last point I'll mention is Rangers getting off to a fast start and neutralizing the Devils took the crowd out of it. You know, and that those oh, yeah. fans were out of it. I mean, all night long, you heard Igor, Igor all night long. So that does a lot. You don't want to, you don't want to rile them up because again, then you start to gain momentum. And I think you, the main thing you need to do is really keep Jack Hughes. You got to keep Timo. You got to keep Heischer all off the score sheet. The longer you can do that plays into the Rangers favor. So I like that. Game two, I'm confident, Chives. After a win I'm like confident. that, that was a statement win. I, I'm confident right now, you know, in the, in our group of guys. And our defense, again, look great. Doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. But I that to me, that was conf, uh, that was a confident and, and, and very assertive win. So moving into game two, I'm feeling great, Chives. I'm confident. You know what? I'm going to end on the Bob Seeger quote. Here I go on the road again. Here I go. Turn the page. Give us game two. Turn the page. Game one's in the books. 1-0 in the series. I still kind of can't believe it. I really thought they were going into hell. Uh, But now you're headed to game two. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, national TV. Give it to us, Hudson River rivalry. I'm ready to rock. Now I'm confident. Now I'm in it. All right, well, let us wrap us up here. Game two coming up tomorrow, 7.30, Prudential Center. We, of course, always, always put our thoughts, our post-game reviews on the Instagram, PuckTalkCS. So please follow us there. Also, the Twitter, everything. 
follow us, the website. It's playoff time, the best time. So follow us to be there to know what we have to say, our opinions, our thoughts. Always remember, everyone, it's just the luck of the puck. Yeah.